Welcome to Winning Is Not Everything, where we bring sanity back to youth sports by focusing on character development, effort, and sportsmanship, not rankings and trophies. I'm your host, Sean Jensen, former NFL reporter, children's book author, and youth sports coach. Our guest today has built a reputation for helping athletes recover from major injuries, but her key for young people may surprise you. Stay tuned to find out what she says. Team Snap is the presenting sponsor of the Winning Is Not Everything podcast. But did you know Team Snap is also a proud partner of the Positive Coaching Alliance? PCA and Team Snap are working together to honor outstanding coaches who promote a positive, character-building youth sports environment. To submit your nominations for the Double Gold Coach Award, visit positivecoach.org backslash awards programs before November 30th. Dr. Ashley Gillis brings lots of practical insights and experiences to her work. But if she had her way, the young athletes and their families would be more open to being educated and being proactive so not as many would need to work with her instead of competing in the sports that they love. Because she's been there. Dr. Gillis missed a season in college with a stress fracture in her back, and it cost her more than just physically. So what does she consider a key? Prevention. Let's dive into what she means and what we all can learn from her. The prevention thing is is so key and I think in this reactive sort of stage where, you know, you kind of hope and pray nothing happens and that's like the solution and that's <laughs> not really that's not really the the most proactive way. Talk to parents and athletes about some of your prevention ideology and just why it's so important for them to understand those preventative things and the impact it can have to lessen the possibility of suffering serious injuries. Yeah, absolutely. The nice thing about, I mean, physical therapy right now is it is doctorate program because we have so much research. It used to be a bachelor's and then it changed to a master's. And then in the last five, seven years, all the programs have changed to doctorates because there's studies now. So instead of saying, oh, with my knee patients, I usually do X, Y, and Z and it seems to work. We have all this research. Okay, well, now I had 100 athletes do this, 100 athletes do that in what actually worked. And so there's so much out there right now on especially ACL injuries in female athletes because the prevalence is so high. And we are learning and we're in the learning phase because in science, it takes years. It's not like we're learning it right this month. Um, But we have so much about risk factors. And a lot of it is weakness in the hips and the hamstrings and just poor body mechanics, like how you're landing and how you're running. So in our injury prevention classes, we work those target areas. And if I go do a talk with a team and I bring my little bands out and my my exercise, my top 10 exercises to do, they only take 10 minutes to just do them. But it's, a, it's about that stuff. So scientifically, we know now what the risk factors are and what we should be working on. But There's an art to it, too, where you have to get kids to actually care and want to do it. And some of it is just education. They need to know the statistics are out there and the research is out there. 
And some of it is making it just in a way that they're going to actually do it. And it has to be easy. That's what I found. Like, it really has to be easy. And once they start doing it, they love it. They have their little routines. They put their headphones on. They grab their bands. They do their 10 minutes of exercises. And when I was in CJ's at Tobo Academy, it was funny because if they showed up late that day or they didn't do it, they felt weird. You know, like the paradigm shifted in their brain, like, ugh, we have to do bands <laughs> to like, oh, wait, I can't practice because I didn't do my bands yet. You know, so it comes part of the routine and they actually like it, which makes me incredibly happy. Yeah. But, yeah. And then in terms of athlete has suffered an injury and now, you know, what, what are some of those things you'd want parents and athletes to know? Because you kind of alluded to it earlier before we started taping, but there is a big thing where athletes and parents want to rush that process, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, it is a process. If I could say anything, it's do your injury prevention stuff because they really don't know how bad it stinks to sit out. Even for two weeks, they're not missing a whole season, right? They're missing a big game in their brain. Until they have to sit out and then they're like, shoot, right? And I hear parents all the time, oh, we should have done the injury prevention. But then afterwards, give it, I don't know, give it the space that it needs, whether that's time or just understanding. But for the athlete, like you mentioned, your son was out for nine weeks with a bad ankle sprain. So here, that's a big chunk of the season. That's the majority of our season, especially because the snow starts falling. And so Elijah says, you know, if I said, hey, Elijah, like describe yourself, you know, oh, I'm 16 and I'm a soccer player and I play whatever. Right. OK, but what if you can't play soccer? As adults, we have other facets. So maybe you are a parent or your spouse or you know what I mean? You're an aunt or an uncle or you have other things. I'm a physical therapist. But if I am at that age and my identity is that I'm a soccer player and now I'm injured it's hard. And so for parents to understand that and just give their kids some space, they are athletes. And so they're going to work hard. They're going to do their exercises and they're going to get back. But just give them the time to say like, hey, you know, we understand this stinks, but, you know, just stay resilient, stay at it. It will get better. It's a great learning lesson on resilience and dedication, but it is hard. I feel like that biggest thing for me is just the dripping of one's identity in within literally a millisecond. And I don't know if teammates understand that. I don't know if the social group around them sometimes understands that. More understanding, I guess, for it. What is it about the work that you do that you love so much? Because clearly it's not just a job for you. Yes, no, I love it so much. One, I get to work with athletes. I think the hardest thing of being a physical therapist is getting your patient to do the exercises. And so if you're only working with athletes, they always want to do their exercises. So it makes it easy for me in that sense. But it's almost the same reason that I love coaching. Like for me as a physical therapist, do I want to get them physically healthy? Yes. Just like as a soccer coach, do I want to get them better at soccer? Yes. But if you ask coaches why they coach, they don't answer that, right? They answer, well, I want to teach the life lessons. I want them to find enjoyment in this. I want them to find things that go way beyond this year, but for the rest of their life. 
But physical therapy is actually very similar. It's like, okay, well, you've been, you know, handed this difficult situation, but like, how can we learn resilience through it and dedication? And how can we actually enjoy the process? And can I be your like leader in it, but also your supporter? So it's the same way I coach. I'm not like an obedience trainer of do this, do that, do that. But like, how can we work together to build your best potential? Because yours even is different than the person next to you. You guys can have the same exact injury, but you're different humans. You know, you might need me to be more firm with you. They might need me to give them more time. But how can the process be tailored to you specifically where you're getting the best out of you? And that's how Tolo is in Spain, too. Like, not all the kids have to be competing at the same level, but are you, as a coach, bringing out their best? I mean, physical therapy is so much like coaching. It's just a different knowledge set. But it's enjoyable in the same way that coaching is enjoyable. And I think any coach that has coached. I've actually been with Todd Bean when he's done coaching courses and he asks everybody their why. And it's never to get them to kick a ball better or (laughs) to get them to score more goals. And for me, too, it's never to get their knee better. But it's the journey of it. So, yeah, I really do truly love it. I think I'm just blessed. I don't know that I fell into this path and that I met Todd Bean and got to rethink how I do it so that I'm not going to get burnt out working somewhere else where the patient load is just too high and you don't have time to care for people like you want to. So I'm pretty pumped. Ashley, last couple of things. What is kind of a saying or do you have something that you like to try to instill in the athletes that you work with? Yes, but I stole it directly from Todd Bean. <laughs> okay, that's fine. See, uh, always says, and I do it. I tell the kids this at the beginning of the year. I tell the parents this, but just do your best, behave, and have fun. And so you can give such a long laundry list to kids of what you should do and what you shouldn't do, but are you doing your best, right? Behave. Everybody knows what behave is. You learn that in kindergarten, right? You don't have to tell the kids. Because if you get into it, especially with the middle schoolers, they're like, well, I didn't do that, but I did the, you know? And they're like, okay, behave. And have fun. If soccer is not fun for you or basketball or like anything that you're doing, if it's piano, whatever you're doing, if it's not fun, then re-look at it and find out. And I'm not saying just quit it and do something else. Like for me, like in high school, I was like upset with my family and I was like, well, I'm not playing soccer anymore, right? And if I had genuinely not been having fun anymore, my parents would have let me. But I wasn't doing it for the right reasons. And thankfully, they knew that. But just have fun. So many athletes, too, are worried, like, well, I have to play because my parents have paid money and I've played already. And it's like, your parents love you. They want you to be enjoying what you're doing. And so if it's no longer soccer, but you have something else that you really enjoy, that's fine. Yeah, I stole it from being, but do your best, behave, have fun. Last two questions. What's one message you have for youth sports parents today? Be curious. I always ask my parents to just be more curious. When your kid gets in the car, say, how was the game? And then, oh, why do you think that? You know, because I feel like, and full disclaimer, I don't have kids. And so... It's easy for me to look from the outside in, and I'm not judging, but the way I see it a lot of times is parents come 
kids will have had a great game until they get into the car and their parents say, oh, you didn't, but why didn't you play very much? Or you guys are like not shooting enough or you know what I mean? And just instead ask your kid, hey, you want to go get food? And give them the space because kids don't like that either. It's actually researched as well that parents should literally get in the car and just say, you guys want to go get food? And then it gives your kid the chance, the time to open up and just be curious. Because they come back to me and say stuff like, that ref sucked. And I'm like, where did you hear that? Because you left the game happy. (laughs) And now somehow the ref sucks. (laughs) But I don't know, just ask your kids more questions and maybe give less opinions. And I think you'll get more out of them by just being curious. Why do you think that? And how was it? And are you having fun? And do you like that? Well, what don't you like? You know, just some more open-ended, curious questions. Wonderful. And last question for you. What's one message you try to instill in kids who look up to you? (laughs) Honestly, that life is fun. It doesn't have to be anything but that. Like I said, find something that you're passionate about and work hard at it. Be dedicated and be resilient in it because it's not always easy peasy, but If you find the things that you love doing, like for me, when I was younger, it was soccer. And then I moved to the mountains and it's rock climbing and I'm working here and I love it. But you just keep finding the stuff that you're passionate about and do that. And life is actually so fun. Well, love it. Well, Ashley, thank you so much for your time and your insights. It's so much fun talking to you. And uh, I really appreciate it all. Thanks, Sean. It's been awesome. And it's been great to meet Elijah and watch his soccer journey. So I'm excited to watch him and just the rest of your family over the next few years. Well, thank you so much. You bet. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Winning Is Not Everything. Please make sure to like the podcast and subscribe to the podcast so you can immediately get the latest episode. If you have any questions or comments, please visit my website, seankjensen.com and go to the contact page. You can even leave me a voice recording. And of course, I want to thank my presenting sponsor, TeamSnap. Make sure you're ready for winter sports season by downloading the TeamSnap app from your app store. And don't forget to submit your nominations for PCA's Double Gold Coach Awards at positivecoach.org backslash awards dash programs. Until next time, I'm Sean Jensen. <laughs>